Go. Lying here with you so close to me, it's hard to find these feelings when it feels so hard to breathe. Caught up in this moment, caught up in your smile. I've never opened up to anything. <laughs> so hard to hold back when I'm holding you in my arms. We don't need to rush this. Let's just take it slow. Just a kiss on the lips in the moonlight. Just a touch of the fire burning so bright. No, I don't want to mess this thing up. No, I don't want to push too far. Just a shot in the dark that you just might be the one I've been waiting for my whole life. away from retiring, right? <laughs> yep. Six, episode 62 will be our last episode. <laughs> oh, I can't wait yeah. to just retire and just spend all my 401k money. Yeah, and, you know uh, we accumulated a lot by doing 50 episodes already. <laughs> yeah, a lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to be in the golden. <laughs> yeah, we're in the prime of our lives, Tim, and I think we should buy a Porsche for uh, our midlife crisis. What do you think? I forget a Porsche. I'm getting a custom-made Batmobile. The 1989. Yeah, but you can't drive that thing on the road. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> you can get the 66 Batmobile. You can drive that on the road. Yeah, it's not too bad either. As long as it ain't the Forever or Batman Robin Batmobile, I'm okay. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, yes, this is episode number 50. Uh, my name is Dane, as always. It hasn't changed since episode one, Tim. <laughs> And your name is Tim, and that hasn't changed either. Our, our show name has changed, but we haven't changed since episode one. No, but that does bring up the question, if you wanted to, Dan, would you change your name to something else? Do you like your name, Dan? Uh, yes, I would change it to uh, Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rolls right up the tongue. Minus the communism. <laughs> yes, I would be Slobodan Milosevic or uh, Optimus Prime. Word. Uh, no spaces, just one word. Optimus Prime. Yeah, that's that. That would be my name. I like it. But ever since I was three, I always wanted to be my name to be Luke, and I bet you guess the reason why. <laughs> it's because uh, your friend's friend's cousin's brother and his friend is named uh, Luke. Is that why? Ah, uh, you were so close. It was that friend's sister, oh, cousin, man. whose name was Luke. <laughs> oh, just one, one little thing off. Dang it. Or, how about uh, for you, Tim? How about we name you Darth Maul? That's pretty cool. Darth Maul Andrew Jirasi. 
Oh, a four. We can name you uh, Shakti. Uh, not my favorite Jedi name. How about Yariel Poof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That is it, Tim. <laughs> you know what Jedi Council member he is, right? Uh, I want to say the, the little one, the, the small one that looks like Yoda, but a younger Yoda. That's not him, right? No, Yahweh Proof is the one with the big, long neck. Kind of like the light blue skin tone. Uh, I, <laughs> I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> or, we can name you, Tim. We can name you Qui-Gon Jinn. So you have three, your middle name, and your last name. So that's five five names. How about Qui-Gon Tim? Ah, there you go. Qui-Gon Tim? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. I think I should just hang up this call right now. You know? You're clearly blowing away with your with your knowledge. <laughs> my fake names. <laughs> um, but for Rob, I was thinking, you know, Rob Bin is, is too easy. Yeah. So is Tim. So is Dick. So is Jason. So is uh, Damien. I think we should name him uh, someone in the Batman family in the Robin universe. Technically, in the Batman universe, uh, we should name him Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> well, technically, that's in the Flash universe, but <laughs> hey, it's technically in the Batman universe because the Batman universe is connected to the DC universe, and the DC universe also includes the Flash universe. Yeah, true, true. And Batman has gone up against Grodd with the Justice League, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, Tim. I'll I'm go right. on. I'm barely it. right. I'm barely, barely, barely right, but I'm right. <laughs> At least you didn't go, like, it was a Marvel character, and then when DC and Marvel had to cross over, Batman interacted with a character from there somehow. No, no. We don't talk about Marvel, Tim. Don't stop talking about it. Uh, you should read that crossover back in the 90s. <laughs> You don't know what the heck's going on in that story, but it was kind of cool to see the heroes go up against each other. And for the most part, I think the right characters beat each other. Does uh, Wolverine beat Batman, or does Batman beat Wolverine? No, they don't fight. Batman beats Captain America, and Wolverine beats Lobo. That was his opponent. (laughs) Wolverine can have Lobo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nobody cares. (laughs) I think, like, Robin had to fight Jubilee. Superman took on the Hulk. And Nightwing, I think, he went up against Gambit. I remember right. The only one that the only one that bummed me was Green Lantern losing to Silver Surfer. I know Silver Surfer has all these cosmic powers, but the power ring. It's the most powerful weather in the universe. <laughs> I bet your brother was very, very angry at that. Yes, he was when he read it. <laughs> but since it wasn't Hal Jordan, I think it was a little easier for him to take. Yeah. If it was Hal Jordan, he probably would have been really upset. It's so funny because I uh, I follow him on Twitter. And I think he's got to be, like, the only one that's talking about the Green Lantern movie. (laughs) (laughs) I know there's others, but he is probably one of the few. (laughs) Yeah. He's always just posting pictures of uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He he wants him back in the Justice League movie so bad. (laughs) He's worried they're going to put another Green Lantern in there, like Jon Stewart or Kyle Reiner or Guy Gardner or something. (laughs) So so what if it's... um, Kyle Rayner, played by the guy who played uh, the vampire in uh, Twilight. Oh, what if it's he, that guy? I think he might actually boycott it. <laughs> oh, but anyway, stop sidetracking me, Tim. Prob- hey, I've been doing it for 50 episodes. i got to continue the tradition. <laughs> Why should episode 50 oh, be any oh, different? Yeah, that's true. It is true. But 
I would say maybe we should act professional and not talk about Jaws or Jurassic Park <laughs> or <laughs> or Star Wars. Yeah, that's possible. We've got to start acting our age now, huh? <laughs> nah, nobody listens, so I guess we can talk about whatever we want. We can talk about Jaws, <laughs> Jurassic Park. And I, I didn't know that um, uh, Jurassic World was already being cast. Like they, they already signed up actors for it. Yeah, there some like set photos already came out a few days ago. Actually, oh, they're filming already. Yeah, at least maybe not yet, but they're prepping for it. Oh, so they must be filming down here then. Those, those oh, photos damn. are very tropical. <laughs> what am I doing doing a podcast when I could be creeping out uh, production members with uh, my iPhone camera? <laughs> Hey, you can get a scoop out. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, Jaws is going to be in Jurassic World because <laughs> the two franchises are connected and share the same universe. <laughs> I bet if you wanted to, you could somehow work that out where they both work in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, how would you do that? They would have to enter the water at some point. I mean, I, I know there was water in the third one, but barely. And the first one didn't really have water except for the rain and that uh, freaking storming uh, dock. Yeah, but that you see on his computer screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my god, what are you doing there? Get out of there. <laughs> You're going to get swept away. I was going to say something about that. Now I forgot. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was going to say. About the whole Jaws connecting with Jurassic Park. You know, there's like, I don't know if you've read the theory of how all Pixar movies are somehow connected or in the same universe, the same timeline. It's like pretty weird, but when you look at it, how it's written out, it does make sense. <laughs> so, Toy Story exists in the same universe as Cars. Yeah. And as, uh, and Bugs Life. So, every, every like, random thing, like a toaster or a car or your car tires, or your uh, your toys, they talk. It would make sense if they're in the same universe. I mean, the one thing I remember reading from that is that I never have seen Brave, or believe it or not, Monsters, even though that came out in 2001. Yeah, um, well, well, let me stop you right there. Brave, it takes place in the medieval times, right? Uh, so that means that Brave takes place 500 years before Toy Story. I mean, I, I'm just throwing a number yeah. out there. I'm not sure how far Brave goes back, but... Yeah, but yeah, it's medieval times, like you said. But here's the thing. Since I've never seen both movies, I think at the end of Monsters Incorporated, there's somehow the little girl in that movie, she either like, goes back in time or she enters like a different room. Some, something happens to her where she doesn't stay in her world. And that they're saying there's a witch in Brave who is supposed to be that little girl who got transported like either back in time or something. Because uh, I believe her name is somewhat similar or the same. And then there's like a statue or a toy or a drawing or something of the main character from Monsters Incorporated in her house or lair or something. So people are making the connections that way. Okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I know Pixar puts little things in their, in their newest movies that reference other movies yeah. that they've done. But I think that's where a lot of the connections people are trying to make. Yeah. But if you actually read the whole thing, you'll see, oh, it makes sense. It's like, uh, I'm going to see all the Pixar movies in this order now to see if it all does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but yeah. why can't they just make movies? <laughs> Where's the fun of just watching it and not looking into it and making up theories? <laughs> yeah, but it's ki 
kids' movies, but I have to say, um, yeah, they're kids' movies, but Pixar, Pixar's movies are the only kids' movies that I'll go and see. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, I haven't seen every single one of them, but from what I hear, like, almost every single one of them is good. I think the Cars, both Cars and Two are the ones that most people say aren't their best, but other than that, like, almost everything's a whole run for them. Well, I mean, it, Cars and Cars 2 has Larry the Cable Guy in it, so <laughs> how could, good, good could it possibly be? I mean... <laughs> But I do want to see that Lego movie now. People I talk to are telling me you definitely got to go see it. Like this is one of the best movies. Like, yeah, yeah, it's getting the Pixar good reviews. Category too. Yeah, and plus Batman's in it. Everyone says Batman's awesome. So like, I go, right, I gotta check it out just because of Batman. But then they already know how great it is. Okay, maybe I just better go see it just because it's a great movie. So I gotta put that on my to-do list. Top of like buying a new headset. <laughs> I think that's my new to-do list. <laughs> no, I already have one. It's just it's not my parents' or headset. <laughs> That you forgot. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot it. Okay, here's what I did. I canceled my Amazon order. I bought a headset from Walmart. I uh, asked my dad if he needed anything. And then I went to my parents' house to drop off what he, what I bought for him. And then I left my headset there after I called you. <laughs> I'm sure you remember it right before we started recording, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, shoot. Yep. I- I had to work late. I got home, set up my computer, and I realized I forgot my headset. So I was like, "Did you look up to the sky and just scream out, no?" Yeah, I was like, "Why? Why? Why me? Why this podcast?" <laughs> See, we're forgetting things at our old age of fifty. I know. I think we need. Uh, I think we need some futuristic medicine to um, re-implant our brains and give us younger brains from younger people. That's neither. Go to the future of bat- the Batman Beyond world and see what medicine they have there. I'm sure they have better stuff in that future world than we do. All right. Anyway, Tim, stop talking about Pixar. <laughs> yeah, stop doing any sidetracking. I'm supposed to be professional here. This is our 50th, 50th episode. We're supposed to be professional and not like an ADD person. <laughs> like we normally are, 49 episodes. Like, yeah, we're supposed to be like Dustin in the Batman universe. We're not supposed to be talking about Jurassic Park. You're getting us in trouble, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was something new. We barely talk about Pixar. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's some, we're breaking new ground with episode 50. Yeah. So now, the next 50 episodes, we're going to be talking about Pixar. And on episode 100, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, some other film fa- franchise. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. Every 50 episodes will be something new. But I think we should get to our Dark Knight Rises Minute commentary thing we, that we do, that we've started for no apparent reason. And now that we got it finished, too? Because <laughs> we've come <Yeah>. this far? <laughs> we've come five minutes in, Tim. <laughs> I can't quit now. <laughs> uh, yes, we are at the five-minute mark, so just get your digital download or your uh, Blu-ray or your DVD or your... Uh, VHS tape, LaserDisc, HD, DVD, ready, and uh, just push it to the five-minute mark, and um, uh, I'm going to give it the countdown. So, Tim, are you ready? All set. All right. So, three, two, one, hit play. I got to say, this is probably a real fun scene to shoot if you're an extra or just one of the actors doing the sequence. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, whacking your head on the, on the <laughs> side of the airplane or something? I'm sure they're cushioned. <laughs> Soldiers... This is like... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. This is like Inception, that little yeah. tumble thing. 
See that soldier frantically grabs his gun and like couldn't really see him shoot one meaningless League of Shadows member just before he does. <laughs> no. They're too like, powerful too. <laughs> When you saw them drawing the blood, what do you think? Like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, what are they doing? Are they are they taking the guy's blood or... Like, putting blood? Or the doctor's blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have to find out the next episode. Because <laughs> I'm in it. So the last shot ended on that. League of Shadows member looking at Bane, thinking, oh, yeah. I'm the one who's going to have to be sacrificed. But I'm okay with it. It's like, <laughs> it's like dang it, I got to work today. I got stuck in traffic for like three hours. Uh, my tire blew out. I had to put on the spare. <laughs> and I finally get to work. And I got to kill myself. I just can't catch break. I literally can't catch break. I think it was just because he was the closest one to Bane. <laughs> like, okay, okay, you guys don't want to Hey, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he was right. happy that the fire rise, so or that yeah. they started the fire. Yeah, they started the fire, brother. So, you know, <laughs> he died happy. At least he died a happy man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't say the same for those those CIA guys or that those uh, Marines. No, you can't. Oh, what a terrible death! Why did you even get me on that thought? That's a terrible death. And now we ended that commentary on a downer. Now the whole podcast is going to be on a yeah. sour note, and for our fiftieth one too. I'm sorry. Imagine just like waking up like five seconds before that plane hits the ground. Wow, yeah. Hopefully they were knocked out before that. <laughs> yeah, I could have just been knocked out. Had to hey, I'm alive. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's our one-minute commentary, so stay tuned for the next episode for our next commentary. Uh, but right now, we are going to be doing our future topics. So, Tim, tell the good people at home or at work, or in their car, or in the shower, or they're naked. Um, I certainly hope they're not listening in the shower on an iPod or something, <laughs> like headphones while you're showering. So tell the good people what our future topic for this episode is going to be. Yeah, so since it's our 50th episode, we got to do something to celebrate it. So we're going to be kind of taking a trip down memory lane about the previous 49 episodes that we've done, kind of how the podcast started how we came together and some of our favorite discussion topics or Batman stuff that we covered during our previous 49 episodes. So that's going to be our future topic. So I guess we start off kind of basically how we, you and me came together, because I have to say right off the bat, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be podcasting. Oh, yeah. So let me bask in that glory really quick. <laughs> oh, Tim, I feel so good. Why don't you just okay. put that on your tombstone? I got Tim into podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's my one great achievement. I can't say I climb Mount Everest. I can't say, you know, I've been deep sea uh, diving. I can't say that I got Tim into podcasting. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it was like back in 2011, I believe. Because we used to be, of course, on the with Gotham Knights online, and before I was, I was just a listener of that, and then we would always interact on the forums there, and that's kind of where you and me kind of hooked up as far as doing the doing a podcast and getting onto the site. Yeah, because you were really active on that forum. And yeah. Every time I would um, post something, or you know, uh, just even like one sentence, you would be on it. This J Knight Five guy, and I'd be yeah. like, who is this guy? I mean, he he must either have no life, or he stays up. Very, very late. <laughs> Actually, both. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we met there. Um, I was, of course, on the Gotham Knights Online podcast before that. I think um, right around the time that uh, Under the Red Hood came out, because that was the first episode that I did, that I did um, because we were talking about it. And then uh, me and Matt Galvin from um, Dark Knight News, who you may know, decided to break off, and we took Tim with us to our new site. And that didn't really work out, so uh, we, we went back to Gotham Knights Online. And we did that for a while, but, you know, sometimes things just don't work out the way you want them to. And sometimes you... Not to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just have to move on, and this shouldn't be stressful. This is just for fun. You know, we don't get paid to do this. This is just for fun. And it wasn't so much fun anymore. And so we decided to leave Gotham Knights Online um, without a home, essentially. It was uh, Gary, uh, PJ, Tim, and I. And, you know, I had done some uh, uh, comic reviews for Dustin on the Batman universe. And, you know, he was pretty much just our only hope. I mean, right, Tim? He, he was it. Just go ahead and quote the Star Wars line, Dean. <laughs> All right. Dustin, you are my only hope. All right? There you go. And then you put the message into the little RT unit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he was essentially our only um, website that we could go to or that we wanted to go to. Uh, we decided to go with Dustin because we wanted to go with Dustin, and I honestly didn't think he would say yes. And after I sent that email, you know, in the morning time, I, I sent it at night, so the morning after. I was dreading reading that email. I was like, oh, I shouldn't open it, I shouldn't open it, but I opened it. and he said, <laughs> Yeah, that, oh, sorry, Dane, we can't host your podcast. <laughs> but... Fortunately, that wasn't the case, and, you know, he he welcomed us with open arms, and he's been nothing but supportive to this podcast. Um, you know, before I got into podcasting, he helped me a ton with podcasting and, you know, uh, editing the, pod, the podcast and what we should talk about and things like that. And the original idea for the Bat, the, the Bat Fans podcast was to have a podcast where, you know, it, it, it didn't take itself too seriously. We could talk, we could go on tangents and, you know, make jokes and make fun of things. Whereas the Batman Universe podcast, you know, the, the regular podcast, the comic cast and the commentaries and all that kind of stuff, um, were the serious stuff where people could go and, you know, uh, receive or listen to in-depth reviews about the books or, or the news or the, the merchandise. Um, so it turns out we fit right in, Tim, because we, we like to talk about Jaws and <laughs> Jurassic Park and Star Wars. And Go on, plenty of tangents. <laughs> yeah, plenty of tangents about nothing, essentially. But, you know, we we keep things on Batman. That, that was Dustin's main concern, that we keep things on Batman. And I think we've done that for the most part. Um, I haven't talked to him about it, but maybe I should. <laughs> hey, we made it to 50, so we must be doing okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, we owe a ton of gratitude towards Dustin yes. because, um, you know, we literally jumped off the diving board with both feet in front of us, and we didn't know where we were going to land. You know, it was scary for a little bit because I didn't want to start another Batman site. I didn't want to, you know, try to compete against the Batman universe or all these other Batman sites. I wanted to join an already established one, and Dustin's been doing this since 2007 or 2008 or something like that. So, um, yeah, 
I was so happy that, you know, he welcomed us with open arms and um, took on our podcast. Yeah, we definitely found a good home here, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just like you said, just getting the podcast started with episode one, just how you described how we wanted it to be more of a fun and casual podcast where it's, like you said, kind of more from a fanboy perspective. We talk about different things, like Star Wars, Jaws, Jurassic Park, like you mentioned, just going these random subjects. We're like the Seinfeld of the Batman Universe podcast. We talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about nothing, but hopefully it's something funny or something good. <laughs> yes. I mean, who else is going to have the rating scales that we came up with or that we have? I remember, I just remember when we recorded our very first episode, it was you, me, and Gary, and we're just going to do our comic reviews, and we're just going to do the same old, uh, you know, five out of five, four out of five, whatever. But then just right before we started, you go, hey, how about we do this? You know how the universe has the battering rating scale. What if we do... I remember the very first one. Do you remember what it was? Uh, the Bruce Wayne Knucklehairs from yep. Batman Odyssey. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Oh, man. Like, oh, that's a great idea. Hey, we should do it for every episode. <laughs> Think of something weird or funny to be our rating scale. And I have to say, I'm actually surprised we made it to 50 episodes coming up with different funny, weird, stupid rating scales. Systems. Yeah, me too. I thought we would run out after five episodes and we'd be like, you know what, let's just go batterings. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, so just things like that what makes it fun to do. And just, like I said, just more relaxed, fun, fanboy atmosphere podcast. So it's been a fun 49 episodes. And unless I jinx it, I think episode 50 is going to be another fun one too. But... <laughs> I don't know, Tim. You know, we're getting up there in age, and we're getting cranky, so... Cranky, forgetful, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, we usually eat dinner at 4.30, and uh, we're in bed by 7. Yeah, so we're staying up late tonight as we record this one. Yeah, I hope that, you know, our next 50 is just as good, or even better, than our previous 50. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, is there anything else we're missing? No, just that we've had... It was fun talking to the different people that we've had on the show, too. I mean, unfortunately... Well, we started out with Gary and PJ. They couldn't remain on the show. PJ was like, you know, his work schedule and the time zone that he was in, being in the UK. So it was kind of at the end of his run, just hard to schedule it where he was available. And then yeah. Gary had to leave to start his own project or podcast. And then, but, but then we found two other new co-hosts with Terrence, who started, I believe, on episode 15. He started, yeah? Yeah. He just, I was like, I think might have been one of our first reviewers on iTunes. <laughs> they always gave us good feedback in the comments section. So. Yeah, he was. I remember mentioning him because I remember his – Terrence was also from uh, Gotham Nights Online, the forum. And he would always – just like him, he, he would always um, post on there. Yeah, it's IOD 1974. I remember, <laughs> I remember yeah. the picture. It was like Batman on the side of a freeway with a sign post, something like, yeah, I forget what yeah. it said, like, I'll work for food or something, one of those type of signs. Yeah. Yeah, so we had Terrence, and then we had, uh, for a little while, I think this two episodes, we had Laura on for mainly talking about uh, the Joker and the Robins episode, and then we had Bob from Gotham Knights Online for an episode, talk about the Dark Knight Returns animated film part one, and then I'm trying to think when Rob officially came on as a host. It was, I want to say somewhere in the 30s. I'm going to look it up right now. Because <laughs> I want to get the facts straight. But we also had um, Kraz on, too. Yeah. He, he was on our Dark Knight Rises episode, or review episode, and he was on uh, another episode. I can't remember that which one. That was episode 30. That one I'm looking at right now. <laughs> what are we oh, talking okay. about? 
the possibilities of the Justice League movie when all those rumblings and rumors first started after Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's next for Batman? Yeah, so we had Cross on, and then... And then Rob... It must have been last year. Yeah, well, our Dark Knight Rises review was, I think, episode 8. So that, that's where we first came on, and that was pretty early on in our run. Yeah. So two years ago, actually, in the summer. So then, off for two years? Yeah, this April. I uh, believe in April was our very first episode. Wow. I can't believe I wasted two years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So just think in two years, we'll probably be at episode 100. Yep, episode 100. And the Batman Superman movie still won't be out by then. See, that makes me a little mad. Because <laughs> when... It's two years and a 100 episodes seems like a long time. And when Batman, the Batman Superman movie is still after that, it's like, uh, <laughs> it still seems so far away. Yeah, so Rob actually joined on episode number 33. And that's when we talked about our favorite, um, non, our favorite non-hero Batman characters or supporting characters like Alfred and Gordon and all that. That's another thing, too. I just... Love the future topics discussion is one of my favorite parts of the show because with Batman, you could just talk about a wide range of <laughs> different topics that you probably won't run out of anytime soon. That's been another fun thing I've enjoyed about the podcast is some of the different topics that we've had over these two years, like that one. And of course, you're probably going to know this coming from me, but one of my favorite episodes was when the 20th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series happened. We <laughs> went full on into why. We love that series, our favorite episodes, and why it's so awesome. <laughs> I just remember PJ kept going back on that to the Two-Face episode every time he'd reference <laughs> one of his favorite things. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. That that was a great two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so over two years, we've seen a new Batman movie, several Batman animated movies come out, a new Batman series, and some pretty cool comic stories. For me, though, I have to say... Some of my favorite discussions were when one of Scott Snyder's big comic stories ended, like either Court of the Owls or Death of the Family. We got that final issue, and we just talked about what we thought of the ending, how it wrapped up, and how the series was overall. Just kind of look back on those stories as a whole when he finished it. And especially the Death of the Family one, that was such a ending that kind of split several fans. And I think with us, for the most part, we all liked it on that episode, but some of us had different viewpoints as far as if it was the perfect ending to that story or if it felt like it was a cop-out or nothing really happened. But I just love the discussions and the debates that we had when those Scott Snyder stories ended because Snyder writes these great stories and pretty much every time we review them, we give them good positive scores. And so whenever it gets to that final point of the story, it just always causes, I don't want to say big debate, but just good discussions as far as, because someone usually takes a different viewpoint to the ending that he makes for a story because he just never ends a story with like final closure. It always leaves something for discussion. So that always makes it fun for us to talk about. So those are probably some of my favorite moments of covering Batman on our on our show. Well my favorite moment from uh, the history of this podcast, this forty nine episode history, is trying to convince you that Scott Snyder's uh, reboot uh, of Sub Zero was good. <laughs> Uh, the whole Mr. Freeze debate. <laughs> That's going to yeah. go I'm way past episode 100, probably. <laughs> yeah, and I'm never going to convince you, but whenever it comes up, I like to argue the case, and I, I think it's fun. And, you know, I, I have a lot of... Uh, 
I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, even though I'll never convince you and you always stick by Heart of Ice. I still like I still like to argue with you about that. <laughs> yeah. That's probably been one of the few things we like had a big disagreement on as far as what we thought of the yeah. actual comic. I think I gave that one a two, which might have been the lowest score I ever gave to the Scott Snyder written issue. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't think nothing's changed my mind since then. D- despite all the times you try to convince me. Yeah, and I'll never convince you, but still it's fun and it's pretty funny. <laughs> you know, the back and forth. But um yeah, so so that's probably probably my favorite uh memory. Yeah, one another one of my favorite discussions too was one of our recent episodes where we were just me and Rob but we were going down memory lane of all the different Batman video games that have come out over the years. And just thinking about those times playing them just made me want to like dig up my old Super Nintendo, or if I still had a regular Nintendo, <laughs> and play those old old Batman games. Because man, those games were fun. <laughs> and then just working our way up to the Arkham games and going through the bad points of Batman's video game history, like uh, Batman. Uh, what's the name of that one? <laughs> See, I'm trying to play. Dark oh, yeah, Dark Tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That one, and then the games like uh, Batman Vengeance, which isn't horrible, but it was a good. Uh, first game on the PS2 that was based off the animated series, and then the horrible Batman Forever game for the Super NES. <laughs> that, for some reason, Bob had, or Rob had two copies of. <laughs> and, Tim, how, how could you forget the Batman Beyond game? Oh, <laughs> that was you, had your first, you, you had your first adult paycheck from Toys R Us. You know, like, no, that was actually Man, Super that, 64. Oh, super. <laughs> but I did the Batman Beyond game a year after that. <laughs> oh, man. It's like two bad purchases. Yeah, but I didn't spend 100 bucks like I did for Superman 64, that memory card. <laughs> well, at least you didn't buy, like, you, you didn't have to buy the system with the memory card with the game all at one time, and you're like, wow, I just bought, I just spent like $300, and this game is terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> That's always gonna go down as my worst video game purchase ever. <laughs> so, so are are you kind of gun shy now? Do you read the reviews online before you buy them? Yeah, for the most part. For all least, <laughs> if it's a game I know I'm gonna get, like, well, I want to say for Batman games nowadays, you expect them to be good, so it's kind of a given that I'll get it. I mean, it have to be really bad for me yeah. not to purchase it, but regardless, I always check reviews of them anyway just to see what other people think of them, but it was like to be like one out of ten or one out of five by several different people for me to actually not buy it. <laughs> From multiple different people, like like um, the Superman C4 game, I think that was just panned, right, by everybody. Yeah, big time, but that's the thing, the game yeah. came out before I saw any reviews for it. That should have been a sign right there that, yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> So what happened with, with the Batman uh, Beyond game? You didn't read any reviews? You didn't uh, learn your lesson, Tim? No, uh, I figured it's Batman Beyond. The movie's awesome. I want to get it. How bad can it be? <laughs> Just a slight better than Superman 64 <laughs> is the answer. To <laughs> oh. But here's another question for you. Out of our 49 episodes, what was your favorite cover art that we had? Because we had some cool Batman ones, but then some weird ones that make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the one with with you and James Arnold Taylor. I, I think that's so random and it's, it it has nothing to do with anything. It's like people don't know what you, what you look like what you looked like before, and they're like, oh, "Who are these two people?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like totally random. Well, if they watch Brave and the Bold and they know voice actors, James Arnold Taylor does have that connection for voicing Guy Gardner in the 
Green Arrow in that series. But uh, I'll have to say for my favorite cover art, <laughs> it's probably not the best, but the funniest. It cracks me up every time I look at it. Episode 38, along with that weird guy on there with the bushy <laughs> hair. <laughs> <laughs> which was your Skype avatar for a while. <laughs> Still is. Is right. You changed it, and then you changed it back because you couldn't resist oh. it. <laughs> it's just so ra- that's as random as it gets right there. I still don't remember where you got it from or why <laughs> or how you found uh, it. I follow um, Jason Park. He's a prospect writer for BaseballPerspectives.com, and he um, he just posts random pictures for like no reason. And I saw that, and I was like, I have to have that. So, <laughs> <laughs> like that has to be a t-shirt or something yeah. also the the uh, it, it was like our most recent episode or one of our recent episodes the, the one where Batman is underwater with a lightsaber fighting a shark yeah <laughs> I mean that pretty much describes a it's only missing a dinosaur yeah and I know I was tempted to photoshop a dinosaur in there just to have it complete yeah. <laughs> oh you should have did it you should have did it Tim. it would have looked too cheesy <laughs> I will say for the serious Batman cover arts that we have uh, my favorite is the one for episode 22 where it's just a shot from the animated series episode Robin's Reckoning and you see Batman in the shadows on the silhouette and he's just like cracking, like cracking his knuckles to intimidate that crook he's trying to find out where Tony Zoko is I like one of my favorite Batman the animated series shots ever and I said I have to make that into a cover somehow. Yeah, about that scene, that scene kind of reminds me of the, the intro. Yeah, you're right. It does have that feel. That's how Batman is. Yeah. Good call. I never thought about that, actually. Oh, see, I knew something you did about <laughs> the animated series. Well, it's not actually knowledge. It's just something you uh, notice and thought, oh, that's neat. It's not well, something you the master. <laughs> I guess, if you say so. <laughs> Um, my favorite uh, serious Batman cover, Batfans Without Pants cover arts would probably be the Wonder Woman, I mean, not Wonder Woman, the, the Batwoman one. And if I remember correctly, I asked you to change it right after we, we recorded that episode. Yeah. I can't remember which episode that is, but... Episode 13. Um, yeah, I, I must have asked you, like, right before you were about to send the file to me. Yeah. <laughs> And you changed it. You sent an email, hey, could you use this picture, like, somehow? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll whip something up. I'm just funny, because I'm, I'm looking at all the pictures that we have and the descriptions that are up there <laughs> for that episode you mentioned. I just love the descriptions that <laughs> stuff we talked about. Episode 13, it says, Tim and Dane talk about um, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, and the Emperor's elaborate scheme to collect insurance on the two Death Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is talking about that? Nobody. I think I probably said it on the episode. That sounds like uh, the robot chicken uh, plot point for the yeah, Emperor uh, Darth Vader or Star Wars <laughs> detours that who knows if we'll ever see. Yeah, and that's also one of the more enjoyable things about um, about doing this podcast is writing up the uh, the um, descriptions of the episode. You know, j- just throwing out random stuff that we talked about for like two seconds. You know, in between like. Oh, um, ben, ben Affleck is being cast as Batman. Yeah, and then just like out of the blue, something else will come up. <laughs> and then, yeah. it's, just, and it's funny when you read the description. I just wonder if any listeners out there reading go, why is that on there? Why would that? How would that even come up in their discussion? <laughs> but then when you hear it, it all makes sense. Yeah, it all melds together very nicely. We're professionals, Tim. Yes. Like I said before, 
in some weird, random way. <laughs> but yeah, so who knows what we're going to come up with and talk about in the next 50 episodes. So. Yeah, nobody knows. We don't even know. <laughs> no way. <laughs> On the fly kind of stuff. Even this um, episode. <laughs> no. yeah. As much as it seems like we're doing it on the fly, we do have show notes. <laughs> yeah, but just for the the news. Yeah. <laughs> just to remind ourselves. All this is scripted. Everything that we've been talking about up to this point has been scripted. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, because, uh, you know, I'm sure there's nothing more that you look forward to than writing out a full-length script for, like, a two-hour podcast that you do for free, right? <laughs> <laughs> I told you earlier, I had no life, and I stay up late. No. <laughs> yeah, so I guess here's to the next 50 episodes. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get to 100. But I guess the last thing to say is no matter how few or how many listeners we have, besides Alex, <laughs> uh, to say thank you for listening up to this point and hope to have you continue on for the next 50 episodes. It's been a fun ride. Yeah, and, and we really need to point on Alex because, I mean, Alex didn't send in an email for this episode, but that's because um, as we were, or right before we started, right before we started recording, um, our episode 49 just got posted, so uh, he didn't send in an email, but I have to to really thank Alex, because, you know, more than anybody, he's been the, you know, that consistent person that sent in an email. Yep. You know, time and time again. I mean, he's missed, you know, a couple of episodes, but, you know, for the most part, he's been on it. You know, he gives us really, really interesting questions that I don't know how he thinks of these, but they're always interesting. Yeah. It's the main point. Especially and when you don't read the email in advance and you just read it out. It really makes you think it's like tough to- choices you have to make. Oh, which one is my favorite out of this or that? <laughs> Yeah, and it, it gives us great conversation. Yep. And, you know, we really need to point him out and thank him for everything that he does for the for the podcast. And he really is the fifth Beatle, even though we're only three now. <laughs> He's the fourth Beatle. He's Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you, Alex, for uh, emailing this show all the time. Um, and we really appreciate it. But anyways, enough about this Future topic, Tim. Stop getting sappy on me. Are you crying? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I just get so emotional. <laughs> I'm going down the There's been some big, big, big Gotham TV show news. And first off, I think we should not bury this lead. Jim Gordon has been cast. And it's going to be played by Batman from uh, Batman. <laughs> uh, ben McKenzie from uh, some shows. I really haven't seen. One that you should really watch. <laughs> Ones that I should really watch. Well, I said one. I don't think you should watch the OC, but... <laughs> oh, my, fav- my favorite, Tim. My favorite, favorite, favorite show. I think oh that's what God. he's most known he, he's for. So, he's so handsome, Tim. <laughs> we're not recording, are we? Uh, no, we're not. Okay. Oh, my God. Ben McKenzie. He's in my dreams every night. <laughs> I just love that man. <laughs> you just hear his Batman voice right before you fall asleep. That's what puts you to sleep at yes. night. <laughs> no, actually, I, I I didn't like his his Batman in Batman Year One, and a lot of people didn't. Um, so hopefully he'll make a good uh, Gordon. I can I mean, I don't really have an opinion on him because I haven't really seen his acting ability, his live action acting ability. But um, I mean, hey, if he was cast in a in a show, he must be good. 
right? Yeah, I'll definitely give high, pra- high praise to him because first off, I like I thought he did a pretty good job for his Batman in year one. I don't think it was the best Batman out there, but I think he did the job well for that movie. But the thing I like him best in is the show Southland, which unfortunately just got canceled last year, like around last summer. But he, that show was just awesome. Like probably the best cop show I've ever seen. So realistic and just great characters. And pretty much the character he played was like the rookie cop who just got hired on the force and was training with his, uh, or his partner was his training officer for like the first two seasons, three seasons actually. But then you kind of see as the show progressed, of him like move up in the ranks to like you see him on patrol by himself for his very first time you've seen him like call out his partner a few times he was like kind of messed up on some pain pills he was taking but hurting his performance so you just see him grow at the police officer but by the time he got to the last season you see him kind of go to the dark side in a way where he was like to the public like the best police officer out there like the hero cop who did everything right was on the news he was like the celebrity cop almost, but he was kind of let it go to his head and he would do things not by the book and you just kind of see him fall down from grace pretty much. But we never saw the resolution of it because it got canceled and we never knew what was going to happen with his character, but he just did a great job of playing a rookie police officer. And then since Gordon is going to be pretty young and early on his career in this show, I think he's going to be perfect for it. I don't know how he's going to look with a mustache, but <laughs> he definitely has the acting chops to pull it off. When I first heard this, I thought, man, this is perfect casting. I was really excited for it. So now, even though, like we said before, when we found out the focus was going to change to more on the young Bruce Wayne and see his journey to become Batman, knowing that Ben McKenzie is going to be playing Gordon in the show has kind of gotten my excitement back out for it. I can't wait to see his performance as Commissioner, or not Commissioner Gordon, but as Detective Jim Gordon. Oh, so so you can play a cop then? Yeah, big time, yeah. Really okay, because that was my main concern, because he's kind of baby-faced. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't have that gruffy look. Yeah. Um, but... You know, Jim Gordon is younger in this uh, in this TV show, so... Yeah, I recommend you check out Southland. Out. I'm not sure you Southland, Tim. You won't check out Arrow. You won't check out Southland. You won't check out anything. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it before the Clone Wars bonus episodes hit Netflix. No, I- I'm just going to be in a depressed mode until those episodes come out on uh, <laughs> March 14th. March 7th, not March 14th. March 7th, my bad. Don't make I'm going to be miserable and irritated and grouchy <laughs> and don't I, bother me. I was going to say, know. don't make those episodes seem further than they already are. <laughs> it's three weeks away. <laughs> well, Tim, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, episode 7 is more than a year out. Uh, yes, it is, but like the teachers. <laughs> 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 So that's something. Yeah, but I mean, it's good that we're getting some Star some new Star Wars, rather than having to wait for Rebels or wait for Episode Seven. Yeah, I have to say, as the week we're recording this podcast, tons of news has come out for Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars Lost Missions coming out. It's like Episode Seven has been on the back of my mind this whole week because <laughs> I just can't wait for the Clone Wars Lost Missions episodes and for Rebels to start because all that stuff looks awesome. 
And since it's yeah. all Star Wars, and like episode seven can wait a little bit since we got this great Star Wars content coming. So I don't yeah. mind that it's still <laughs> over a year away right now. <laughs> all right, so you have to pick one, Tim. You have to pick. Okay. What's a bigger announcement? Ben McKenzie as Gordon or Freddie Prince Jr. as um, Kanan or whatever his name is. I, I can't pronounce Kanan. I can't pronounce his freaking name. Well, once, his, once the show starts and they say his name, Tons of times yeah. in the episode. <laughs> You'll get it. But, so, yeah. And that's another thing about our 49 or our 50 episodes that we've done. The questions and choices you had to make me choose. <laughs> stuff that I didn't want to. Either, I'm just torturing you, Tim. What was like one of them saved Bruce Tim or saved Chris Nolan or George Lucas on a <laughs> ship or something? <laughs> yeah. But for this one, I'm going to go with the Ben McKenzie one. I totally didn't see it coming, and I think it's a perfect casting choice. So, <laughs> Freddie Prinze Jr., I mean, yeah, he'll probably fit the character fine, but it's not something that's like, oh, wow, I can't believe Freddie Prinze Jr. is going to be playing the Jedi. Oh, man. <laughs> Didn't make me even more excited for Rebels. I mean, I was excited to see the new character, but the fact that yeah. it's being played by Freddie Prinze Jr. didn't really add anything to it, whereas Ben McKenzie really added to my excitement for Gordon and Gotham. His movie career, like, really died. Do you even have a movie career? <laughs> Yeah, because he, he, he was in, uh, like, a couple rom-coms, or the teen rom-coms. I thought he was just in those Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> no, was no he, he was in one of those teen, teenage romantic comedies. I can't remember which one. It's the one where the, he uh, he's a popular guy in school, and he has to go and date the ugly girl in school, or the nerdy girl in school, and she turns out to be a fashion model. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, um, though. And then he, he was in Wing Commander. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, um, the last summer, or, oh, my God, what's that franchise called? I Know What You Did Last Summer? I Know What You Did Last no, Summer. Those, those movies, and then Scooby-Doo, and then nothing after that. The only thing I remember reading about Freddie Prince Jr., I believe that he was really... Wanting to get the Spider-Man part before Tobey Maguire got it. I think he was, like, in the oh, running and really wanted it. Because that would have definitely helped his career. <laughs> I don't know if he would have been good in it, but... That wouldn't have turned out good, I don't think. Yeah, I really can't see him as Spider-Man or Peter Parker. It, I mean, if you asked me back when that first Spider-Man movie came out, I, I would highly doubt I would say that Tobey Maguire was the, the right choice for Spider-Man. Yeah, I never even heard of him until then, so I was like, okay, it's an unknown guy who I've never heard of. I'll see what he's got. For the most part, he pulls it off. Just his voice is too squeaky and whiny. <laughs> like, uh, that's not what Spider-Man sounds like. And not to mention, he was in his late 20s, I think, when he did that first Spider-Man. Yeah. Where he was supposed to be I think Andrew Garfield, the new Spider-Man, is like in his 30s or something. <laughs> he's in his 30s? I think he's like 30 or something like that. He doesn't look old. Yeah. He's aging really well. <laughs> it's just funny how we always get <laughs> teenagers. All right. Anyway, Tim. I did it again. It's your fault again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did it again. Uh, we have some more Batman news. Uh, not, not Batman news. Gotham TV show news. Uh, Harvey Bullock has also been cast, and it's going to be played by Donald... Logue. I that's that's a weird name, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta be happy that Bullock's in the show. I mean you've been talking about it for the last few episodes how much you want to see Bullock in something. <laughs> no, I wanted Bullock to have his own show where uh, we see where he eats. <laughs> well I'm sure you're gonna see him eat. Yeah, but no, no, I'm happy that uh Bullock is in this. And it's gonna be a a younger Bullock before the fat. 
hopefully. <laughs> and um, I haven't really, uh, uh, again, like Ben McKenzie, I haven't seen Donald Logue in anything. Uh, I'm not sure of his acting ability, but um, I was reading somewhere that he had a television television show for like really, really, like re- a really, really short time, and apparently like it was really well reviewed. So, you know, I'm happy. Yeah, like you, I never really heard of him either or seen the shows that he's been on, but at least in the pictures I've seen, he looks like he'll be a good young bug. A lot of the pictures, he has long hair and a beard, so we'll see if he keeps those. But I'm just kind of glad to see our first live-action version of Bullock in the TV show. I wanted to have Montoya in there also, but I'm glad that it's not making up new characters to be cops when, like we said before, there's plenty of cop characters in the comics that you could take from and just put them in the show. So I'm glad they're doing it for Bullock. But the other casting news, too, was like, it was like a group that were cast, and like one big announcement. We're just getting more familiar characters. As we got Aaron Richards, Sean Pertwee, uh, Zabrina <laughs> Guevara, I'm sure I'm saying that awful, <laughs> and Robin Lloyd Taylor. They're going to, they're got cast in Gotham. And first off, Robin Lloyd Taylor, Robin Lloyd Taylor will be playing Oswald Cobblecott. Oh, God. Our favorite Batman villain ever. Uh. <laughs> but, I don't know, I think his character is going to make sense, at least from the villain standpoint, where he's not that typical, like, super freakish villain, where he can play the mobster route, or since it's early on in Gotham, and he's a younger character, we can see the beginnings of how he builds his criminal empire, maybe he's working for a different mobster. But for the guy who's playing him, I think he has the face to pull it off, but... He's not particularly short or overweight like the Penguin's known for, so this could be an entirely different interpretation of the character, or we'll see somehow how he gets that way. But right now, he doesn't look like your typical Penguin. Yeah, again, <laughs> would sound like a broken record, but I've never seen anybody in anything. Um, I hope they're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like with you, pretty much anyone except Ben McKenzie. I haven't seen <laughs> any of their work, but the characters they're playing were getting. Alfred is going to be played by Sean Pertwee, and he looks like he's not a real old actor, but he is older, so he is, I think he can pull off Alfred. And then the actress with the weird name that I don't want to try pronouncing again <laughs> is playing, now this is interesting, she's playing Captain Essen, and the description is she's Rookie Gordon's boss at the Gotham City Police Department Homicide Squad, who balances the two worlds of police and politics with skills that is much corporate uh, much of a corporate litigator as cop. So I think it's interesting that they're bringing, they didn't say her name is Sarah Essen, but her name's Captain Essen. So they're bringing that character in, but doesn't seem like she's going to have a romantic relationship with Gordon, but because she's going to be a boss. And then Eric yeah. Richards is playing uh, Barbara Keene, who's going to be an ER doctor who is engaged to Gordon. So he's not quite married yet in this series. Which is again going to be a new take on Gordon. Wait, 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 Tim. What? I think I feel a Smallville feeling coming on here. Now let's say that yes, the Doctor is engaged with Gordon. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see where you're going. And then <laughs> and Sarah Essen, or sorry, Detective Essen, Captain, or whatever, <laughs> Captain Essen is going to screw that up. So, I, I I think we're good with saying uh, Gordon's not going to be engaged for very long. <laughs> well, he has to be engaged and, long enough for uh, Jim Gordon Jr. to come around <laughs> and for them to oh, not yeah, harbor, okay. hopefully. Okay, so so they're going to get married. They're going to have James Jr. Or she's going to be pregnant with James Jr. 
And then Gordon's going to have a, have an affair with Essen. And then uh, the actress playing uh, Captain Essen is going to leave the show because she can't work with him anymore. This is all plot points that will probably be played out during the first few seasons, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, I hope not. I, I hope it's not a thing where it's like they... They're attracted to each other, but they can't be with each other. Yeah, sort of thing, you know. Things. At least not right away. Maybe anything builds yeah. up to that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. But I forgot to read the description for, that it has for Alfred. It said he's going to be um, a tough-as-nail ex-marine from East London who has loyally served the Wayne family. Now, in the wake of the tragic deaths, he is a fiercely protective of the young Bruce Wayne. So, looks like they're going with the ex-marine route for Alfred in this one, which is a story, a background story for the character I always like, so kind of glad they're doing it that way. And we'll see how protective he is of a young Bruce Wayne. <laughs> is he going to be the encouraging Alfred or the one who just kind of maybe overly protective of him where he keeps him out of the city or just maybe has him home all the time? I hope it's not that extreme, but just to a point where he has to be protective as any father would, but yet, at the same time, encouraging him to go on the path that we know he's going to take to be Batman. All right, so, does that cover our news, too? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, all the big news was from the Gotham TV show, so it's been pretty slow on the news front for Batman, Superman, and on the comics side of things, too. I think the only thing that was comics-wise, but I'm going to find out so later that the, the, the Batman titles have a new group editor. I think Mike Martz left to Marvel, so... <laughs> Someone new was taken over that, where I think he worked on, like, some of the Vertigo series, and uh, he watched over the before Watchmen comic stuff, so he's taking over the Batman titles now as editor. I guess Mike Martz didn't want to move to California. Yeah, they pretty much said that was the reason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we can finally get into a comic book review, Sam. Finally. It's time, Tim. After all that, after all that reminiscing... Going down memory lane and talking about the Gotham TV show, we can talk about comics. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, this is going to be very, very spoilerish, so you might want to read the books before listening to this. Um, but we're going to be covering the weeks of February 5th and February 12th. That's how you say it, Tim. February 12th. Okay? Uh, so, for February 5th, we have Detective Comics number 28 and Forever Evil number 5. None of which I've read, so yeah, it's all you, Tim. And I didn't read Detective Comics 28 because it's for Gothopia, and that was the weakest part of uh, Detective Comics number 27. So when I read that, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm skipping this story arc. <laughs> um, and for February 12th, we have Nightwing and, and Batman, both 28s. And our rating scale for this episode, our 50th episode, our 50th rating scale, Tim, is going to be um, actors that have been cast in the Gotham TV show that we haven't seen in, any, in anything. So that's going to be our rating scale. Uh, so why don't you give us Forever Evil number 5? Yeah, so Forever Evil number 5. Two more issues to go after this one, but I have to say this is shaping up to be one of my favorite DC event stories that have happened in the last few years. As opposed to the first one, the New 52, but just overall in general, I'm just loving the story that's taking place here. Because everything's turned upside down, and the stuff that you'd expect to happen doesn't. I mean, for the most part, for issue number five, it's mainly a big fight sequence between Batman, teamed up with Luthor, Bizarro, Catwoman, Captain Cold, and Black Adam, going up against Copperhead, Death, Deathstroke, Gigantica, and uh, Blockbuster. 
So it's like villains against villains with Batman in there. <laughs> but there are just some great moments and action sequences here, too. Uh, first off, uh, Sinestro made his comeback to the DC Universe. For those who have been reading Green Lantern, you know he hasn't been around for a little bit since Jeff Johns ended his run. But he has some great moments in the storyline. Taking out Power Ring, who is the Earth-3 Green Lantern, and just seeing Sinestro uh, pretty much, first of all, cut off his arm as the Power Ring was getting all charged up and ready to make his final attack on Sinestro. But after Sinestro cuts his ring or his hand off, and his ring goes to search for another um, human to take over the Power Ring, uh, Sinestro just blasts him away. <laughs> like not even a chance to... Because he actually said thank you to Sinestro for chopping off his arm because the ring is like torture to wear it. And so White really said thank you, Sinestro just blasted him away. <laughs> and then Batman and Luthor had some great like dialogue with each other in this one. Jeff Johns writes Batman and Luthor really well so far, I think, out of the all of the characters in this story, like they're the two best so I look forward to reading to. Well of course Batman, because it's Batman, but I thought Jeff Johns had a great job with Luthor. Just their interactions that they have. And one of the things that I like best that Jeff Johns does with Batman is that he keeps him the same cool character that we all know and love, but he does things where he's not puts him in a situation where he not always wins all the time, which is what we expect to see Batman do, where he always comes out on top. I mean, he's fighting his battle with Copperhead, and he's not doing too well. You think Batman's going to somehow get the upper hand on Copperhead, but he doesn't, and Luthor ends up saving his life or saving his life by shooting Copperhead. <laughs> and stuff like that where you don't expect to happen, expect Batman to get out. And then also where pretty much all the villains, Luthor, Bizarro, Sinestro, they're all saying they're going to team up to destroy, take out the crime syndicate. And Batman agrees, yeah, we got to work together on this one. We all have a common, en- common enemy, but I'm the one who's in charge here. But then, like, all the villains are just looking at each other like, yeah, right, it's just you. We're all the bad guys here, but Luthor and Sinestro, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and Catwoman even says it to him, like, uh, Batman, they're the ones in charge. <laughs> it's like you see Batman lose, not a battle, but just a battle as far as words and who's going to lead this mission, and you don't see Batman lose those kind of battles too often. <laughs> so I just thought it was interesting to see, and Jeff Johns pulled it off. But I just have to correct myself. I said Luthor saved Batman's life by copyright. It was actually Deathstroke who saved Batman, who talked him into joining their side. So, yeah, just another great issue. And then the way this one ends is that um, which, like, there's a mystery going around is who's the, the power ring is going to choose, and that's going to lead it to another big reveal, I think, in the Justice League issue 31. But then also at the same time, we get the crime syndicate, kind of knowing that their time's almost up, where there's a resistance forming against them, certain members of their teams getting taken out. And then it just ends with... Uh, Ultraman saying that the creature who destroys their world is coming to this world too so that's how the issue ends and we're going to find out I assume how their world got destroyed and why they're trying to take over Earth Prime and who exactly destroyed their universe so this is a solid issue I just love the story that's going on here everything's upside down villains fighting villains (coughs) excuse me villains working with heroes Batman not winning battles Batman getting put in his place (laughs) just stuff you're not expecting to see so I'm going to give this one four out of five actors we never heard of who've been cast in the Gotham TV show. All right, so uh, I guess we can move on to Nightwing number 28. And I have to say, like, j- j- just right up front, the art was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. It was kind of hard to look at at certain points. Like when um, so your branch comes in into the bar, uh-huh. and uh, 
dick looks up or something, it's like, oh, man, that looks terrible. I can't look at that anymore. <laughs> and another thing, too, is the, the killer turns out to be Mr. Zaz. And does Zaz rob his victims? He doesn't rob his victims. He just kills them. Right? So, yeah. so why would it be reported as a robbery? Yeah, I think, didn't they just say, well, it's kind of the same thing, mugging, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe he was in need of some cash this one time. I mean, who knows? We'll probably find out in the next issue if he did it for <laughs> just the buddy or someone hired to kill him. I don't know. We'll find out. Right now, it's just yeah. mugging. But, uh, you know, besides that, and that whole Mr. Zaz thing isn't uh, a knock on the book. Um, I really want to see Mr. Zaz. We haven't seen him in a long time. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see that. But as for this issue, it was kind of up and down for me. Uh, the the beginning with that, um, God, I forget that guy's name, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Slash Clayface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's called uh, the Spinebender. Yeah, Spinebender, that that's what it was. That didn't really get me any anything. Uh, that that didn't really um, impress me. I, I just thought that was there just, just so that Dick could say what he was saying in that mm. In that moment, but um, I felt it, pe- it picked up with uh, the whole Sonya Branch stuff and the, the stuff with the family that eventually gets murdered and the little girl who knows that Dick is Nightwing. And um, yeah, so for me, this was like up and down. It wasn't it wasn't really crappy and it wasn't really good. It was just kind of right in the middle for me. <laughs> Uh, because like that that whole fight in the beginning with Spinebender was was just just filler to be honest. It's really just filler to start the story because Kyle Higgins didn't know how to start the story. Yeah, I'm probably gonna give this one two and a half out of five uh, actors that have been cast in the Gotham TV show that I know nothing about. Yeah, for me, I think I like this one just a little bit better than when you than you did, but. I know what you're saying. It, it wasn't great or anything, but at the same time, like, it was an enjoyable issue that I like. I agree with what you said about the beginning as far as the battle with Spinebender. It was nothing great and just something to get the comic going, really. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, he's saving Batgirl from fall, a falling building, and then I see him fall on a bus, and then I don't see Batgirl. I was like, okay, is she talking to him somewhere else, or who's he talking to? <laughs> like, But then we get to reveal that he's a shapeshifter and all that. He turns into Superman. He turns into Batman. But, of course, Dick eventually beats him. But and then, like you said, I, I felt it really got going, too, right when he was going to his apartment and he meets that couple and their daughter, Jen, who eventually end up getting murdered. I mean, having that sequence there, it really makes you feel for them pretty much when they die, at, when you find out they were murdered. If they didn't have that, you just said her parents were murdered, it wouldn't have the same effect. So I'm glad he did put an interaction with her parents and Dick in this issue. And like you said, the stuff with Sonya Branch was good, seeing her talk to Tony Zuko in jail, where he's kind of telling her, hey, I've done this, I've been a good person, I've raised uh, my own son, I shouldn't be here, I could probably get out, but then she's saying, I just loved how she said, like, you're forgetting the most important part of why you're here. You killed the Grayson, and he just, like, doesn't say anything, he just stares at her. She hangs up the phone and she just leaves. So I thought that was a nice moment, kind of showing that, yeah, she doesn't really have anything to do with her father anymore because of what he did, and no matter what he does to change that or how good of a person he's been since then, that's always going to be there on him. It looks, looks like something she can't forgive. So that was good, seeing her interaction with Dick, kind of them parting ways. It's like you see Scott or Kyle Higgins doing things to set up, or I should say end things with certain characters since he's run a Nightwing ends with the last next issue, which is hard to believe, but it's like the Sonya Branch thing is taken care of. But now this new situation has come up where we find out 
that little girl, Jen, her parents were mugged. And then I like what Kyle Higgins was doing here. Well, she knows who Nightwings is, so she's kind of using that to motivate Dick. Come on, let's go get him. I know the guy who killed my parents. Kind of like the reverse, where he's now bruised, and he knows this little girl's an orphan now. She knows what she's going through. Is this his Batman and Robin moment? Is he going to take her on? Because knows, he knows what she's going through because he's been there. But it doesn't look like he really was. But before he had a chance to say anything more to her, she sneaks out on her own to try to find Zaz. So I'm sure the next issue is going to pick up where he's looking for her. And now I'm just really curious to see how Kyle Higgins' final issue is going to be. Is it going to have any type of closure? Is it just going to end the storyline with Dick and this little girl trying to find her parents' killer who is Zaz? Or is it somehow going to lead to the events of Forever Evil? So we'll wait and see, but... Just one more of Kyle Higgins' night we run. So I'm going to be sad to see it go, but hopefully he ends his run in a satisfying way. So I'm going to give this one three and a half out of five actors who are cast in Gotham that I have no idea who they are. All right, so Tim, Batman number 28. I will let you go first because uh, you spoiled it for me. Uh, and I wanted to be spoiled at the time, but you hyped it up so big for me that I think I need time, a little bit more time, <laughs> to... Uh, Collect my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, when I got this issue after I read, it, I texted, "Did you read Batman Twenty Eight yet?" Like, oh no, I didn't. Oh, okay, so I like, I really liked it. There's some good surprises in there. Oh, tell me, are you sure? Yes, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, okay, and I told him. <laughs> and now like, I wish I didn't. <laughs> but I will. But, but I will say, uh, I will say um, before you give your review, Tim. I love that they decided to make uh, Harper Rowe a uh, sidekick. Okay. Love that idea. And Stephanie Brown, you know how I feel about Stephanie Brown. Yeah. Well, that's good. And that's one of the big things I liked about this issue. I mean, first off, it's not zero year. We're jumping a bit ahead. This takes place, I believe, six months into the Gotham Eternal storyline. Or is it Batman Eternal or Gotham Eternal? I've seen two different <laughs> writings with that. It's either Batman or Gotham. Eternal, but it takes place six months within that. It's Batman, I think. Okay. Because yeah. I thought in this issue it said Gotham Eternal, unless I just saw something I wanted to see or misread something. But anyway, you're right. Well, I know the digital the, the digital version says Batman Eternal. Yeah, it. It's Batman Eternal on there. You're right. I don't know where yeah. I got Gotham Eternal from. <laughs> but anyway. Maybe from the Gotham TV show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was putting two and two together. But this place takes place six months with, within that storyline, and things are not how we remember Gotham being. <laughs> I mean, first off, you got Harper Rowe working with Batman, and this is something we all assumed was going to happen when the character was introduced. We were wondering, oh, is he going to be the new Robin, or is she going to be the new Nightwing once we saw that teaser image for her character? But I have to say I really like that she's a brand new character, Bluebird. She's not taking Robin's place. She's not taking Nightwing's place. Even though her costume does have some similarities to the pre-New 52 Nightwing costume with the blue and the mask. But overall, I'm just glad they created a new character for her. And I just liked how she worked well with Batman. They had some good banter in there. Uh, she wasn't a total smart aleck, like, oh, I can do this, I'm, I don't need to listen to you. She she had some of that, but not to a point where it's, like, annoying. She had still shown the respect for Batman also. She still followed his orders for the most part. So I like the dynamic that they had. And then the surprises that came in this issue. I mean, they were tracking down this big kingpin in Gotham who's controlling the city, and it turns out that that big mob boss is Catwoman. 
Now in Forever Evil, in Forever Evil, Batman and Catwoman are working together, so this just made me really curious. Oh, what happened to the relationship? Did something happen in Forever Evil, or is something going to happen in Batman Eternal that's always their relationship, and they're now not working together, and they're back to being enemies again? So I was really intrigued by that, and I didn't see uh, the surprise of Catwoman being the big kingpin of Gotham. So that took me by surprise. But then they were here to get something that's supposed to help the citizens of Gotham. Because I believe there is a lot of, there's like a virus going on or something where there's people that are sick. Batman tells them that people are dying. And Catwoman says, okay, all you have to do is ask and I'll show you. So she opens this vault and we see Stephanie Brown in there in her spoiler costume. And that actually blew me away when I first read it. Because I had no idea or no expectations that she was going to be in this issue. I knew she was going to be in Batman Eternal because they said she's going to show up in, like, issue number three or something. So that's when I expected to see her. So when I found out that she was in this issue, I was like, oh, wow, they're bringing her in here. It's really cool. I mean, and she's in the spoiler costume. And Catwoman even describes her as spoiler. She's, she just flat out says, her name is Stephanie Brown. She calls herself the spoiler. And she's the only one in the city who knows how to stop what's coming next. So, yeah, I thought that was a great way to end this issue. It took me by a real surprise. So I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, I was surprised they were jumping timelines from zero year for this, but I'm glad they did kind of set things up for Batman Eternal. And I'm now more interested and intrigued than I was before to get that storyline started, so I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one four and a half out of five actors who've been cast in Gotham that we've had no idea of who they were before. Yes, I was spoiled, and um, Tim hyped it up like really, really big for me. Like, this is going to be the game changer of all <laughs> the Batman books in the history of the comic book period. <laughs> That's not <laughs> No, no, but he, he hyped it up. And um, when I first read it, I didn't really get the hype behind it, and I thought this was just a mediocre issue, but... I have to say that I wasn't really excited for Batman Eternal, but this issue is the perfect marketing campaign for, for Batman Eternal because it has, I mean, it it's kind of like Star Wars. It, it just throws you into the story. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. I thought I had missed something. It was only after I finished reading it that this was the prologue, if you will, for the for Batman Eternal, and I feel that it's it's the perfect way to get people interested in it. And it's it's so well written too, uh, especially like you said, Tim, the banter between Batman and um, Harper Row. And yeah, I have to say the kicker in this issue is a Catwoman is the big boss. Uh, how did she get there? What is this virus? And uh, how did she catch Stephanie Brown? And what does Stephanie Brown know that could save Gotham? And of course, biggest kicker of all for me is Stephanie Brown back in the DCU. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. It's it's not like, oh, she, she's in Smallville comic. Oh, no, wait, she's replaced by somebody else. It's... Stephanie Brown and Stephanie Brown. It's, it's, there's nobody else. And I know people have said that even though you may like her as Batgirl, she's not going to be written the same way. But I feel that, you know, yeah, you're right. But they're going to hit on those elements that Brian Q. Miller brought to the character. And in the end, I'm just glad to see her back. And I'm so, so glad that they've decided to, to make... Um, Harper a sidekick and, you know, get her into the Bat family. I mean, sure, she may not be Robin, she may not be Batman's main sidekick, 
but, you know, she exists in the universe, she has a superhero name, and, you know, she fights. That's enough for me. I don't know what the future plans are for her character, but I'm just excited to see her be something other than some girl with her bro- that lives with her brother in a poor part of Gotham. Because that's all, essentially all we've seen her as. And, yeah, th- this issue was good. And, Tim, you hyped it up really big, and after rereading it, I feel that it lives up to your hype. Batman and Harper are working together really, really well. And, Tim, I know you don't like guns, but Harper had a gun, and that thing was pretty cool. Hey, as long as it's not shooting bullets, I don't mind it being in the Batman team. As long as it's like a shock, electrical shock or something, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm just wondering about this story now. You know, yeah. there's a plague in Gotham or something. Yeah, they don't um, really say that. They just says people are dying in Gotham. But you're yeah, wondering yeah. Why, why is Stephanie Brown the key to it all? Yeah, it's not only that. What I'm really wondering is how did Harper convince Bruce to let her into his little group yeah. of um, sidekicks? Like, like how, how did that exchange go? Exactly, um, yeah. It's so, going to be interesting to find out. Yeah, so, I mean, it's got me sold on Batman Eternal. I want to read it next month. I'm going to get it, and I'm sure it'll be awesome unless David Hine is writing it. <laughs> in, which case, in which case, that book is dead to me. But anyway, oh, also, it's great to see Derek Friedahls and Dustin Nguyen back on a book. Yeah. On a main book. I miss their art. I love their art, especially from Batgirl and Streets of Gotham. Love their artwork. Glad that they're getting work in a main book. So, I would give this, like Tim, I'll give this a four and a half out of five actors that have been cast in the Gotham TV show that I've never even heard of. Well, that's a relief, like I said, because I was worried I ruined it for you. <laughs> I was like, you would never enjoy it as much as I did just because I spoiled you on it. <laughs> I was reading it at work, and I was like, I finished the issue, and I'm like, wow, was that it? <laughs> is, is, is that what Tim was saying, this was a game changer, or whatever whatever you're saying? It took a second reading for me to really appreciate it, and from now on, Tim, if you say something about an issue, like a twist or something, and I say, why don't you just tell me? Don't say no, j- okay. j- just don't. I want to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would have enjoyed it even more than you did on your first go-around reading it. Alright, so, before we end things here, Tim. Before we say goodbye, the long goodbye, uh, we just want to remind our listeners that you can head over to tweetsaudio.com and place your order, and when you're checking out with any item or any amount, uh, you can just enter in the, the promo code saves, and you can get 33% off your entire order and free worldwide shipping. So just go over to tweetsaudio.com and save a lot of money, Tim. 33% off. It adds up. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's it for this week. We love you, everybody. Uh, just go over to the BatmanUniverse.net or uh, check out Facebook at Facebook.com slash BatmanUniverse or on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at BatmanUniverse. And you can follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow Tim at TimG311. Uh, you can follow Rob at, at DrummerRob10. And you can follow me, but I don't really tweet. <laughs> I just follow people and just read tweets and stuff. Every time I, th- I think I have something inter- interesting to say, I, I write it down. And you know, when it comes to have to tweet, it's like, uh, you just gotta hit that button, dude. You just gotta hit it. <laughs> just hit the yeah, but like, who cares? <laughs> exactly. So who cares if you tweet it or not? Just put it out there. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think I get my Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is at Dane says banana. Yes, you finally um, said it. Said it after fifty episodes. You gave it. <laughs> I'm usually the only one who does. 
but yeah, you can fo- you find us on uh, iTunes as well as all the other Batman Universe podcasts. And Dustin is on every single one of these damn things except for this one. Why is it him? Fifty episodes, no Dustin yet. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm I'm just gonna stop saying that already because I I'm, I'm tired of feeling depressed. <laughs> you don't want to end on a downer. This is our fiftieth episode. Come on. Yeah, you're right. I have to be joyous and happy. So I will say that Dustin, although he's not on this podcast, he is on every other podcast and Jedi Master, man. <laughs> We've been saying that for fifty episodes too, almost. Yes. <laughs> But when you're a Jedi Master, you got to keep referring to him as that. Yeah, he, he has a high midichlorian count. Uh, he has a higher midichlorian count than Yoda, Tim. Over 20,000. <laughs> I believe it was Obi-Wan's quote. Um, so, anyway, before we assize your epic. I had to do it one more time before the episode ended. Um, you can send us an email at badfans27.gmail.com. You can check out our Facebook page, Tim. We have a Facebook page that nobody ever posts on. And we did get some messages, though. And the URL is facebook.com slash badfanspodcast. So, with that, Tim, Tim, you are in love with everybody that listens to this podcast. (laughs) You are so in love with every single person. So, if you're feeling depressed and lonely and you feel unloved, just know... That Tim loves you. That is right true. Because where would we where would we be without our listeners? Yeah, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it grew from the two that we had, <laughs> and that during our early episodes. <laughs> but double. seriously, we want to thank every single person that listens to this podcast, even if it's for one episode. Yes. <laughs> We just want to thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to listen to this podcast and listen to us talk about random stuff that no other podcast would talk about, no other Batman podcast would even think about talking about the Emperor taking out insurance <laughs> Death Star, you know? I don't think any Star Wars podcast would talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to thank you. We love you, as we always say. We love you very, very much. So with that... We will say goodbye. No, no, not goodbye. There are no goodbyes, Tim. There's only see you laters. That's poetic, Tim. I don't know if you understand poetry like I do, because I'm a master poet, but that's poetry. Poetry in motion right there. <laughs> yes. So, so long, everybody. We'll see you next time. Don't miss it too much. Don't cry. We'll be back here doing this in two weeks. Hopefully with Rob. Hopefully. So bye, everybody. See you on the next video. <laughs> oh, man. Don't let them